0: Alright, good morning Roberts Rockstar family, Kelly Haney Avengers, Patton Powerhouse, and everybody else that's on here. So happy to have you guys on here today. Today is Thursday, February 28th, last day of February for this month. And this is the We Build Brighter's Future call. And we're building brighter futures, guys. Today, I'm going to go over my in-home presentation, Um, guys. The most important thing that I do is uh, fall to ATM. I can't stress that more than anything else. Um, Just a real quick background on how my sales went when I got started. Actually, did start working. The the less I knew at first, I was killing it. I didn't know nothing about insurance. I had to follow the ATM. So I was following the ATM and selling products. Didn't know what I was selling, but I was calling Kelly, and she was telling me what to sell. As soon as I started learning more about products, my sales declined. I didn't use the ATM as much. Um, I didn't go through it as much. I mean, I still use it out every single appointment, but I didn't use it every single time. I just want to stress the importance of using it. Um, eventually, I figured out what I was doing wrong, converted back to what I should be doing, and that's when everything started taking off again. Um haven't looked back since then. But first things first, whenever you do have the appointment set, Definitely want to make sure that you're getting your mind right before you even get there. I usually listen to um, the activity call every Friday on my way to my first appointments. If I have an appointment around 10 o'clock or 10.30, I'll drive and dial into the activity call listen. If it's a little bit later, I usually just put straight on Stephen Furtick. I like listening to him to get my mind right and go make sure I'm going to take care of these people. I think uh, Kelly's the one that told me this, but they, they requested the insurance. It's your job not to screw it up. Just go in there and help them out. They requested it, so just make sure you go in. Whenever you're pulling up to the house, I tend not to park in the driveway at all. I usually park on the side of the street. Um, there's exceptions to that. Of course, like if you're in the middle of the country and you have a half-mile-long driveway, yes, by all means, go down the driveway and park in front of the house. They know that you have to drive that far to get there. Um, and all the ranch homes and rural areas I've had to get to, nobody's ever told me get off my property and go park on the street. They're usually a lot friendlier than the city anyways. But if you're in the city, try to park in the street um, next to the house. Make sure you're facing the right way so you don't get ticketed like I did one time. If you're facing the wrong way on the street. But as you pull up to the house, make sure you're already ready to go. Make sure you know exactly where your um, your bag is or if you take just your ATM and your iPad or what all you take in the home. Me, I take just my backpack, which has a few Forester folders and brochures, um, my ATM, my iPad in it. Um, I take that backpack. It does say Foresters on it, so it looks like it is an official backpack. I know some people don't even do that. Some women take just their purse and the purse is big enough to hold their ATM with their iPad and maybe a paper application or two if they absolutely need to have it. But as soon as you pull up, make sure you have that stuff ready to go because you don't want to be sitting in front of that house for three to five minutes before you even get out of the car because sometimes they're going to be watching the window, seeing when you pull up so they can prepare themselves too to tell you no, they don't want to buy nothing. So hop out that car, make sure it's in part too, turn it off, hop out of it, start walking to the door. This is one thing that Paul told us to do a long time ago, and I do it every single time. You feel kind of goofy at first when you start doing it, but as you're walking up to the house, just give it a big old smile and a wave. The neighbor across the street may ask what you're doing. Um, tell them I don't know either. I was just told to wave at the house. And because if they see you, if they actually are looking out the window and they see you waving, they'll be like, oh, shoot, he saw us. we well, got to open the door now. And that way you also give off friendly vibes. You're not... Um, going up there straight-faced and mean-looking. You want to go up there friendly and inviting to them. I usually knock on the door first. I don't ring the doorbell unless I have to. And whenever I do ring the doorbell, just wait. Whenever they open the door... Usually, I've looked at the lead, so if it is a the male or the female, I treat it just like the lead. If it is the female, I'll say, hey, Mary, I'm Caleb. Um, if it was Mary I talked to, usually she remembers me. She's like, oh, yeah, come on in, come on in. My husband's going to be right, right down. Or say if I talk to her husband, Bob, on the lead, and Mary opens the door, I'll say, hey, Mary, um, my name's Caleb. I, I hope Bob told you I was coming over, and she'll either say yes or no. And if she says no, oh, shoot, no worries. And I'll kind of show the lead her. Well, we I talked to him a couple of days ago. He wanted me to come over um, today about this time, and um, is he here? And she'll go check, make sure everything's okay, um, come back, usually let me in at that point. But I want to make sure that you caught what I said you're addressing them by their name right away. You're not confirming their identity at the door. If it was not the person you talked to on the phone, I usually kind of give a brief summary real quick of why I'm there. If she did say, oh, yeah, yeah, he he told me, come on in, then you're good. But if not, that way at least she knows uh, what you're at least doing there, and she can go talk to her husband or her significant other when you go in the door, um, try to find something to compliment their house on. Like, I love Texas because we have these big, grand doors um, down in the Houston area. Some houses have really great-looking front doors. And that's the easiest thing you can compliment you can go a lot further than that. Um, you can start looking at pictures as soon as you walk in and um, in their walkway. You can spot the dining room table if you like the dining room table. Find something to give them a genuine compliment on and not something um, that that seems just made up like, oh, my God, I love this house. Unless it's like a really true you do love that house and you can come across genuine when you say it. Um, Try to stay away from generic things. Try to point out what you like about it is what I've always tried to do. But if they do live in something that doesn't look good, guys, don't compliment them. They, They know what or living situation is. You don't want to insult nobody. Um, if it is a, if it's a mess in there, don't say, "Oh my God, this place is so clean," because then you're just coming off sarcastic, and you don't want to start the appointment off that way at all. But usually, I try to go in there. You're not always going to find a table in some every house, but you try to find a table to go sit in. And you, you kind of direct yourself that way. Um, the only one I kind of ask is in like in these bigger houses that have a, a big dining table, a sitting area with a table, and like a breakfast nook with a table. I'll ask them what table they want to sit at, not where do they want to sit, what table. And they'll tell me which one. But if there's like a smaller home that only has one dining room table, I'm kind of already making my beeline towards that table as I'm complimenting them, saying hello, um, getting to know them, starting to already build my rapport before I even sit down. When I do sit down, I'm kind of already slowly just pulling out the ATM as we're still talking. The lead is already on the table. Excuse me, guys. The lead's already on the table, and they are already kind of looking at it. So I want to kind of slowly pull out the ATM. Uh, I don't open it quite yet. I just still, I I don't want to break that rapport building that we have going on there. Start asking them questions about, like, where they grew up at, how long they've been married um how many children's they have you know real basic questions so you can kind of get a feel for which area you want to go deeper in to get to know them and find out what they like to talk about um if you ask them about their job and say oh what do you do for work oh i'm a truck driver oh how long have you been doing that I've been doing that um, 10 years, and I'm I looking for something else, so I don't want to talk about that. You kind of get that vibe that he doesn't want to talk about his job because he doesn't like it. Get off the job as fast as you can. Try maybe where he grew up at or what his family is like, um, how many kids they have. Don't try to talk to somebody about something that they don't want to talk about. find that one thing that they're really passionate about. Some people, it is their job. Some people, it's their family. Some people, it's hobbies. The more you do it, you'll figure out um, how to go deeper in that one subject. At first, you, you, you're going to get to the report page on your ATM, and you're going to stay there for maybe five minutes i know that whenever i got started it was hard for me to even stay on our four page for five minutes and now i can be there for 25 30 minutes and look down and be like oh shoot we gotta start going or they look down like all right so what are we here for <laughs> like 30 minutes in the appointment sometimes even 45 but <clears throat> once you kind of get to know them they talk about themselves um I've already opened the ATM somewhere in that conversation, usually if there's a dead spot or usually if I'm about to ask another question, I'll go ahead and pop it open. And then as soon as, um, like, I can feel their eyes look towards it and they stop talking, I'll kind of go and just go to the first page. All right, guys, um, I'm here because you fill this out. And I work for a company called The Alliance. We're a national agents alliance, and we do mortgage protection, life insurance, final expense, and uh, retirement protection. That's all we do. We don't do no car insurance, homeowner's protection. We don't do PNC. We don't do none of that other stuff. We do just this, and we're highly specialized in this. Um, I also just dropped a nugget. Hey, we're hiring too, so um, if you guys know anybody, it needs a job. And Sometimes they'll try to stop me right there, and uh, we'll tell me a little bit more about what y'all do. Okay, cool. Let me um, remind me at the end to go over that. I'll I'll come back to that. Usually you try to keep the main thing the main thing. Just drop that nugget in their head that we're hiring something because people may be wanting a job. That's how we have Eric Cruz, guys. If Doctor Phil didn't do that to Eric Cruz, um. Don't know what the Austin hotspot would look like without him and Randy's um, presence there. We are so grateful to have him there that Dr. Phil actually took the time to drop that nugget of, hey, we're hiring. And Eric called him back like later that day after Phil left to even talk about it. So it's very important just to kind of bring that up. Usually, I flip the page next, and this is the About Me page. I'll say, hey, once again, I'm Caleb. I was born and raised in Lago Vista, Texas. Um, usually, if, if I haven't had something to or build on, I try to get this page as quick as possible. But if we're sitting there having a good conversation about building rapport, sometimes... I, I will say, hey, we, we talked about this. My name's Caleb once again, raised in Um Sometimes I do, we get on one tangent, and I forgot to ask them where they're born. I was like, oh, hey, where are y'all born anyway? It's like, were y'all born in um, the Austin area? And they'll tell me yes or no and try maybe dive a little bit deeper, right into our five minutes in our poor building, get to know them a little better. Next page is um, the pictures page. Um, guys and gals that hunt, I would recommend not putting in a picture of a um, a deer um, that you may have just shot with either a bow or a rifle on there, because you never know how people are going to take that. Fishing is okay because they never know if you let the fishy go, or if the fishy came home with you and was dinner but hunting is usually um, you want to try to stay away from because you never know the people that may get um, offended or turned off by that. Usually pictures of your family, um, animals. I have a picture of my license on there so they can see I'm license. You want to try to show them your license at some point during the first few pages, whether it's the first thing you show them or it's on the pictures page. I uh, usually put the page again, and this is where we show them, hey, these are the companies I represent. The cool thing about what we do is insurance is regulated through the state. I'm, I'm telling them this stuff right now. Insurance is regulated through the state, so from company to company, the price is all going to be the same. That means if we leave here today, you go somewhere else, it's going to be the exact same price as what I showed you. But the cool thing about what I do is the benefits that you get from each company are different and the qualifications to get approved are a little bit different. So we're going to do all the shopping for you today with all the A-plus rated companies. If you go somewhere else and try to find a price, it's probably going to be a company you've never heard of because these are all the companies that you most likely have heard of in your lifetime. And usually they'll shake their head and, like, do you recognize any of them? They usually point at Beach Omaha. Um, if I'm in the Houston area, they'll point out AIG in a heartbeat because they got that big building there. Some of them point out um, Great Western, few others. But usually Beach Omaha and AIG, people point out the most. Usually I flip the page next and... Oh um this is where I'll, I will ask them what what they got the request built filled out for um I will ask them now all right People usually fill out this form for one of three reasons either They looked at it, and they said they don't have any insurance at all, and they started thinking, we don't want to be in that boat. They do have some insurance, but they don't think they have enough if something were to happen. Or they just lost a loved one and saw what their direct family had to go through. Um, Which one of those three do y'all fall in? Um, Since I've been asking these questions that Kelly Haney attained, and she changed my life of doing that with those three questions. I would probably say eighty to eighty-five percent of the time, it, it's category number one. They always say number one. They're like, we we don't have nothing. Um, real quick side note: if they do say number three, um, shut up, let them talk. Get to understand what that situation was. If it was a If it was a loved one or if it was a friend, they had to, and and ask them questions about, like, what all they saw that their family had to go through. Plate sales. Did they have to sell their house? Um, Did they have to start a GoFundMe for the funeral? Just ask them questions about what they noticed that family had to go through so they understand the importance of it even more. Um, They filled it out for that reason, so they understand the importance of it. But once again, to remind them of why they filled it out. Um, If it's number one, say, awesome. All we're going to do today is we're going to figure out which one you qualify for, and we're going to fill out a simple application and see what you get approved for. Um, Once you get approved, I'll be back out here in two weeks, and we can either make some changes um, and go, and go from there. I just leave it real basic. We're going to fill out the application. Once you get approved, we will be back out here. We can make changes. But this is, I'm now on the uh, Your Financial Picture page, and I need to speed up a little bit, but kind of get their information, what the prescriptions are on, Um, kind of get an idea of what they're making annually if they're use tobacco, their height and weight, uh, what the mortgage amount is. This is where you would call your upline from the home, and you would call them, and I would, it would go just like this. I would say, I'm sending Bob and Mary, I'm um, like, hey, Kelly, and I usually use a voice that she knows is not my voice. If she knows it's my voice, she may think I'm calling as an agent not at home, but if I don't even need my real voice, if I use it, like, hey, Kelly, she knows right away I'm in a home without even me having to tell her. So I, I recommend um, all y'all out there maybe start adopting a different voice when you when you first call your upline so they know you're in a home. But I'll call her, we'll tell her what's going on. Hey, I'm sitting here with Bob Mary. Um, they're both 35, just bought a brand-new home uh, here in Taylor, Texas. They don't use tobacco. Um, Bob's has a blood pressure medication. Mary's cleaning bill of health. What do you think? Um, I told her I just bought a house, so she knows we're looking at mortgage protection. Um, usually try to tell her what you're looking for, what their ages are, and what their medicals like. Usually me, I'll try to tell them the conditions of what we're dealing with before I go into a, a, a list of 20 different prescriptions and because I know I've had some agents call me sometimes and they'll start going into prescriptions, and I'll actually stop them like, hey, what are these prescriptions for? And they'll tell me, um, oh, she has Alzheimer's and um, COPD. Okay, well, let's go ahead and stop right there, um, and I'll, I'll stop them. 'em are like, hey, me, I'll save you your breath and trying to mispronounce those prescription names, and I'll tell them let's just go with the company that will take Alzheimer's because there's only a few of them that will. But she'll call me, or I'll call her, figure out what she thinks best for those clients. I'll turn around, look at them, give them some quotes on what um, – your upline says in the home. I'll turn the page around, and at this time, I'll say, hey, which one of these works for you? If they say none of them or they got a blank face, I would usually say, is it the price? Is this a little bit too expensive? And usually they'll start slowly shaking their head like, yeah, that's expensive. Okay, cool. I'm, I just threw something out just so you get an idea of where to start with. Um, the cool thing about insurance, you can always start small and work your way up. So let me show you some smaller numbers. Or sometimes I'll say, Hey, um, if uh if it's five dollars, would it be a no brainer? And they'll be like, Yeah. I
1: was like,
0: Okay, cool. Um well, five dollars is pretty far away from where we're at right now. But what would be a no brainer? Like what fifteen dollars budget? And they'll tell me like maybe uh, maybe I was at a hundred dollars a month and tell me fifty dollars a month will work. So I'll show show them. What they can get for around 50 it will probably be right about 50000 depending on their age and whatnot. But at least we'll start somewhere. And once we figure out that that's right for them, I'll start doing the application. Um, I have the ERS filled out right then and there on paper. I'll turn it to them and wonderful Keith on Ken and Ann's team. I'm definitely going to use that this weekend um, of how you get so many names. But if y'all didn't miss that call Monday, Keith says, I need you to fill this out um, because whoever may call me when you pass away, if they are not on this list, I cannot legally talk to them. This is a legal binding document just like it would be at a bank. I can't go to your bank and talk to them about your money without me being on the account, which I thought was awesome. I um, usually try to get them to fill that out as I'm doing the application. Towards the end, um, we'll start talking about what happens the next week. Hey, I'll be back out here once you get approved. we already gone over the $1 billion in life insurance unclaimed. And this is kind of where I'll just drop a nugget of safe money, um, try to get an idea. All right, you guys said you've been working shop job for 20 years. Um, you have a 401K? And we will just say yes. Awesome. Um, is that 401K going down recently? They're probably, I don't know. Like, cool. Well, I have a guy that I work with, more of a partner. And I used to say it's, it's Chuck Norris's not-twin twin brother. And he specializes in financial protections, and they can get your money out of the stock market. Would you want to learn a little more about that? Um, if I can promise you that you can still gain money, but your money won't ever go down? And they're like, yeah, I would want to learn a little more about that. And awesome. Let me fill this out real quick and get in touch. Um, and I can schedule an appointment right now for you to talk to them. Um, fill out the green sheet. Check Chris's schedule. Um, you can actually s- schedule your appointment with him right then and there on his Simply Book Me website. Um, figure out what time works best for them. If it's an out-of-town appointment uh, and they, they, are, look, they are very good with a computer, try to say, hey, I'm going to do a Zoom face-to-face meeting with all three of us. If it's not, Have Chris call you and you call your client and do a three-way phone call at least. That way you're still part of it. You understand what Chris is going to ask them. And you already have the rapport built. With So Chris can come in there and do what he needs to do without having to worry about the rapport being built. He can just cut right to the chase, use your rapport to his advantage. Um, usually once I get that all filled out, I'll ask them again, hey, um, once again, do y'all know who can use the job? And they'll like, no, I don't know anybody, or yeah, me, what, what did I all do? I was like, well, earn an extra 500 bucks a week at least, um, doing what I just did to help y'all protect your family. They're like, huh, that sounds interesting. Can you tell me a little more about it? And that's where I kind of just say, yeah, um... My uh, agency manager is going to be in town, and she's going to love to get to know you. love for you to meet her. And I'll tell her about Kelly, if Kelly's going to be in town, or Paul, if Paul's going to be in town. My EVP is going to be in town. But that's where I kind of get out of there. Um, try to get out of the home from that point on but rather quickly, unless the conversation's real deep. You definitely don't want to cut anything short um and risk losing a cell you don't want to be rude when you're leaving um thank them definitely 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 thank them for their time um most times i get walked to the car probably for half the clients i sit with and they kind of just drive off um don't be a speed demon when you drive off just casually drive off but that's my in-home presentation guys um I would love for you guys to dial back in next week and listen to Ken and Ann. They are killing it in North Houston. They are blowing up out there. And they have been doing this just a little under how long me and Kelly have been doing it. And we're fired up to have them out here, guys. So please, please, please dial in next week because if the way I do it may not work for you, but the way Ken and Ann do it, That may be your way to do it. That's why we have these WBBF calls, so you can figure out which way works better for you. And that's why we have such a vast difference of different people that we have doing this. All right, guys, go get some.